We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Are you doing well? I hope so. I hope you are. I wish you could talk back to me, but podcasts are kind of a one-way thing, you know? It's not like other social platforms where we can engage and talk to each other, but I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing uh, how the show is impacting you, how you're doing, what you want to hear more of. So please, if you love the show, if you're getting things from it, take a screenshot, tag me on social media, send me a DM, let me know what you want to hear more of, because um, that's how I get to create cool stuff for you. And I I hope you're enjoying it so far. I hope you're doing well. I am recording this before I go out of town for a few days down to Florida. I'm going to take some some time off. You know, I've been working really, really hard this year and hit some incredible milestones in the business and what we've been able to accomplish in the first few months of 2021. And it feels amazing. And I'm just reminded how important that it is to rest. It is to restore and to fill our own cups first. And I've got to take some time to do that for myself because in order to make this show or what I do with my clients or anywhere else in my life, to make that impactful and meaningful, I have to have something to give. And I hope this is a reminder for all of you to make sure you put your own oxygen mask on before you try to help somebody else? Are you giving yourself what you need so that you have something of value to give away? You know, 2020, 2019, when we were on COVID lockdown, it was it was pretty wild. I mean, like time kind of blended. I don't even know what year it was, but I got, you know, I got married um, over a year ago, a year and a half ago now, and we hadn't taken a trip, really. We, we never did a honeymoon after we got married. COVID hit immediately. And um, this will be the first time that we get to kind of just unwind and it's much needed. I'm excited to 
just go relax and have some fun. You know, in my work, the things I'm really passionate about, I'm, I'm kind of a serious person. Uh, I talk about some serious things here on this show and unpack that and the work that I do with my clients. And sometimes that can feel heavy. And I'm always reminded, especially lately, I have a friend who um, is just such a bright, bright light in my life. Steve Ricks, if you're listening to this, I love you, my friend. And uh, thank you for reminding me that it's important. It's critical. It's crucial to uh, make sure that we're having fun in life, right? Why are we doing what we do if we're not having fun with it? So we're going to go do that this weekend. And uh, I hope everybody has a beautiful July 4th. You know, somebody else that's feeling this way, that cares about filling their own cup and getting the most from life is my dear friend and uh, guest on the show today, dear Drew Cannoli. Drew is an author of the book UBU. If you haven't heard of it or read it, you should totally go check it out. It's incredible. He's a transformation coach and he is the founder of Organifi, as well as the guy that started Fit Life TV. He is a ninja warrior in the best sense. He's just a freaking wizard when it comes to health and revitalizing your body and getting it on track so that you can ignite your vision and shift the course of your life. And truly, um, this is what Drew does. This is he who he is. So he kind of reached a dead end in his own health and he figured out like this, this difference, this gap between going through the motions and living life with intention. And so that's what he helps people to do now. And that's what we talk about on this show today. And I'm very excited for you to get to know him, to hear his story and to be inspired because I know that you will be. And before I jump into this, I want to tell you a little bit about Organifi because not only were they voted like one of the best places to work, their mission and and their product is incredible. You guys, I am somebody who struggled for years with diet, nutrition, making sure I'm getting the right nutrients in my body, in my diet, because your girl grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. My mom fed us like I was a linebacker and I promise she probably put like pound of butter in everything we ate. And so just the habits that I had when it came to eating were were pretty poor and my taste buds like things that taste good. Let me just be honest. But until I tried Organifi, I'd really never found a superfood company that was worth anything to me in terms of taste. And Organifi has changed the game. Honestly, it's, I drink their Organifi green juice every single morning right after my workout. It's amazing and you guys have to try it. So Drew has been kind enough to make sure that everybody who listens to this, who wants to go grab any of their products, uh, 15% off all your purchases at the store. If you use coupon code coach Tori and That's, you know, green juice is my favorite. It's what I drink every single day, but I love Organifi Green, Organifi Gold, and Organifi Red. All of them taste phenomenal. The Organifi Gold at night, mm, it's hot. It is like the best thing to soothe you and naturally just help you to get into that state for rest and relaxation. And they have the packets to go. You know, these are going to be in my bag when we're at the beach, because I can't go anywhere without it. So if you want to go get your hands on the Organifi products, which I 
strongly suggest you do. Go use code code coach Tori at checkout and get 15% off all your purchases. Without further ado, let's get the founder and the man himself on the show. Let's talk about it and let's get down to business. Everybody, I introduce you to Mr. Drew Canoli. You guys are in for the biggest treat. We have Mr. Drew Canoli, and I am very excited to have him. This is somebody who carries an energy that is potent and it's real. And when you hear him speak, I trust that his words are going to vibrate in a way that resonates with your heart, with your soul, and speaks life into you. Uh, he's a transformation coach. He's an amazing author. He's the founder of one of the most amazing superfood co- companies out there, which is Organifi. You've heard me talk about them and my relationship to food and my body and how they're helping me to realign um, what's most important and putting really epic, amazing nutrients in my body. And, and he is the creator of that. And I would love, Drew, for you just to give people an an idea of who you are as, as a businessman, as a leader, as a coach. Um, welcome to the podcast and, mm. and thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I love the message. I love what you're up to in the world. So I'm just grateful that I can be here to support and uh, help people. You know, that's what it's all about. So a little bit about me. I am you know, like everybody else, I was born into this earth plane, we can call it with tremendous amounts of uh, trauma. I was physically abused and tortured as a child. And, you know, it taught me many lessons uh, at a young age. And um, it really, it taught me forgiveness at a young age. And I want to just make that clear. So I was able to forgive my father for all the, the stuff that he did against me. And then I was adopted in Lake City, Michigan, hometown, 700 people, very small community growing up in. And uh, it was cool to witness my adopted parents as well. They didn't really have any financial background. I saw my dad lose like seven jobs and being an entrepreneur was never really in the cards for me at that time. It was my, my dad wanted me to go in the army or something like that and be a pharmaceutical sales rep. Mm. You know, they, these were the dreams that my parents had for me. So like, uh, <laughs> like many of yeah. our parents, they have dreams for us mm-hmm. and, um, they taught me what I didn't want. They gave me preference. And so I just want to honor them. If they're listening to this, thank you, mom and dad for, you know, showing me what I didn't want and allowing me to really pursue the dream and the, the deal that I want in my life now. And that has been a journey, my friend. It has been a journey for the past 15 years, you know, right out of college, I was selling loans, doing mortgages in Michigan, working in corporate America for 60 days. And I realized that I was chasing money and it was Drew's ego that wanted more and more things, the watches, the cars, the houses, and I felt empty inside. So every weekend I'd go out and drink. And this was right after college, you know, doing the thing. (laughs) And then I met a mentor who just told me, he's like, Hey, Like you gotta, you gotta wake up from the dream that you're in and you gotta really help people. You gotta change one person's life a day or give back and in a much bigger way than you are. And 
that was, I was 40 pounds overweight. I was out of shape. I was lethargic at the time, but just sitting with this mentor every day for five years in the morning, as we would read scripture and, and talk about books and old, you know, you know, texts, he inspired me it inspired me so much. I moved from Florida and got away from the environment that I was in, moved over to California, started fit life TV, filming a video every single day, posting it on YouTube and just touching people's lives 11 years ago. And sure enough, the community grew, you know, in the very beginning, we, I got like 12 views a day, like on my videos, which was awesome. And I'd send a link to my dad, you know, watch this. Mm -hmm. And then it wouldn't have 13 views the next day. So I'd call him up and be like, you got to click on that link, you know, just watch <laughs> yeah. my video 11 years ago. Yeah. But the effort paid off because, you know, we grew this community of a, around 7 million people into health and fitness and then we launched Organifi six years ago and been selling the world's greatest superfoods all over the world. And it's really been a dream come true to really live in my authentic purpose of what I wanted to create on this planet. And it's been awesome. Mm. I mean, you said so much in just that little time and I, I can't gloss over it because you've, you've experienced and everybody listening to this podcast, I mean, the coachable podcast is is based on this idea of, of being a lifelong learner and being a student of life and being able to be flexible with our beliefs and our perspectives and the way that we view our current reality. And your, your story is, is so powerful because coming from a deep conditioning um, and what you refer to in your book as using your trauma as fuel Mm -hmm. to sort of alchemize what was into what could be into possibility and envision a life for yourself that didn't look like the one that you grew up in. And, and I just want to know from you, because I so resonate on, on many levels, what do you think? And you said, said a key word early on, which was forgiveness that helped to start shift some of these perspectives, whereas so many people go through traumatic things and they use that, to, that's the lens through which they see life. And it's, and it's a dark place to be in. You know, I'm somebody that I lost my sister, my mom, all of my grandparents, and my uncle in a very short period of time and lived through an F4 tornado. So I know what that's like. And I think, um, and because I came close to death, Th that trauma is the only reason I, I am where I am today. I mean, it's such a gift, but how, how does one go from such a traumatic childhood of, of being horribly abused to the man that, that I see today and that's running a multi-million dollar company and touching millions and millions of lives? Yeah, I think there's there's steps to it, definitely, because evolution has, you know, in this linear time-space continuum that we live in, there's definitely time steps that we could look mm -hmm. at as being in this human form, this three-dimensional form, this meat suit, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first step for me was very much uh, reliant on my ego. It was, I wasn't good enough to be loved, so I would prove to the world how good they would love me, right? And it was all based on a wound. And uh, it impregnated my cellular structure with aspects of narcissism, you know, aspects of I can do this, I got this. Mm 
but it was almost like this fake it till you make it attitude in the very beginning of uh, making money's easy. Like it's just so simple to connect, to help people. Like I got this. And I always had my own back, you know, it was as if, as if my higher self was talking to me the whole time, but the way that I was translating it in the human form was uh, out of ego more often than not. And then it became, okay, well, if I can get rid of my ego and I can start to do the we go thing where it's, I can connect individual souls and I can see myself and every single human being living on this planet, then I'm going to be, I'm going to have a lot more energy because then I'm not only using the energy of the limited body of Drew, but I'm also using the energetic field of the whole entire cosmos. And it's just animating me. I'm working, it's working me. Like I'm not doing anything. It's working through Drew, right? So that was probably the next step. So I went from ego to the we go. Um, and now I'm in this other transitory phase where it's really feeling like everything is an illusion anyway. And it's all just a movie. And I'm like the hero in my movie, but I'm also the director of the music and the story and the props and the you know, different characters that are in this movie. And, and the more I observe and I'm not attached to what we would call the actor, of Drew, when I'm just the director, I'm observing Drew, uh, the less emotional response I have, the more, the less reaction. And the more I sit in this place of taking everything for granted, not in a bad way, because when I take it for granted, my cellular structure shifts into a state of ease. It's, oh, it's already been done. It's already happened. And because I'm feeling like it's already been done, it's shifting the timeline that's actually there, right? So now more and more miracles are compounding in every moment and every single person I talk to just because of the way that I'm feeling in those moments, right? So it's definitely, it takes steps. Yeah. I mean, I, as a coach, and there are probably many of my clients who will listen to this, who are in that process, which we all are, right? But they might resonate with one step more than the other because they're in in that season. And yeah. I was actually on a call this morning with with a girl who's in that uh, that period of transformation where she's starting to see that she is responsible for her experience and her reality, but also that that's such a gift and an opportunity to create what she wants through looking inward and, and res like, and putting that energy and that frequency out into the world. And one of the things that came up is, is she was talking about, um, you know, something you mentioned, which is when we're in ego, it's all about what can I take? What can I take from this relationship? What can I take from this job? You know, I'm here to be served, not to serve yeah. for you to pay my bills. And then there is, there's this, this shift of, of perception of no, you know, I'm not here to take, I'm here to give because I know, and it comes from a place of, of worthiness. I think that until you realize that you have something to give, that you're valuable, that you yeah. have light and love within you that, that the world needs. And, and I call that, you know, I call that our, our gifts, our medicine. And then it's the world doesn't become brighter and more loving because we withhold that it's because we give it and the, yeah. the universe will bring it back into us. And I think that's, it's so true that shift out of ego into service of how can now I, I give back? And that's the season I'm in, you know, that's why I do the work I do because 
I, um, like you, I, I just took and wanted to see what could I get from, from every situation I was in and then yeah. came up empty. You know, I thought I was taking to fill my own cup and then my cup still was dry. It was yeah. not, it was all an illusion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, I just so resonate with, with what you just said. And, um, I'm just fascinated by the path that we all kind of walk on to get to, to healing and to that transformation. And it's like you said, it's not linear. Yeah. And the, the underlining current to all that, the medicine line is you, you have, you know, said is just being kind to yourself, no matter what phase you're in, you know, it's for your own soul's evolution. And you're either going to get it in this life or not. Maybe it's a thousand lifetimes from now or whatever, but there's no such thing as time because you're an eternal sentient being. So at the end of the day, there's really no pressure. And I think human beings can put themselves in a lot of false pressure because we operate in this limited time space reality, but our true essence isn't to have a life. It actually is life. So when somebody says, Hey, when you get to the end of your life, they're already operating out of a failed paradigm because mm -hmm. you are life. You are the infinite. You are this sentient being just traveling through the cosmos disguised as this meat sack uh, on a podcast right now. And I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, and I, that became so clear to me mm -hmm. after losing my sister to leukemia and then my mom and, and in between that so many others. And I had been and this sounds harsh or morbid and it's never intended to be triggering to anybody, but I was with their bodies, right? I would be with their body after they passed. And, and it started this whole thought process of, okay, I'm here with them, but they're not here, <laughs> right? They're not here. The part of them that's boundless, infinite, not, you know, limited by this meat suit, this avatar, this container vessel here is beyond that. So it started at me on a, on a track of asking these questions. So what are we? What if we're more than this body, right? Where it took me into a, a conversation around frequency and energy and, and something you call your light body. Would you speak on that for those that, you know, might not be familiar and with that term, but also might be just coming to terms with their own, um, with the part of them that isn't limited by, like you said, the space and time. Cause most of us, we grow up and we think I'm my thoughts, I'm my body, I'm my feelings. And, and the way you talk about this is, is so much more profound and, and larger than that. And I think that's, a, it's a part of this, this transformation and growth that we have to get of realizing we're not just this body. Yes. Aho. Mm -hmm. I think, uh -huh. um, you know, the light body is one of the bodies that we have is these multidimensional vehicles. And when we truly start to give back to the different bodies that we have, it opens up all types of potential. So when we're focused on the 3D body, right, when we're feeding ourselves and nourishing ourselves, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, more or less, because we're in survival, right? Mm -hmm when we're putting the lotion on our faces and as an industry, you know, we spend billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars on looking good, 
looking good is a black hole, right? It's the body's a black hole. Everything we do for the body, it uh, takes time. It takes attention. And what are the other bodies that we have? Well, we have the etheric body. We have the aura body. We have the, you know, light body, which there's hundreds of different bodies we have. And I know science has actually discovered maybe a handful of them. But when we start accessing the quantum bodies of what we, what we really are, then we can start to get many different perspectives on, you know, what we're here and why, why we're here and what we're to do. And I think now more and more people are waking up to this, which is a really rad thing to see on the planet at this time. Um, But the light body as, as it relates to me. And again, I don't know anything guys. I'm just a student, like everybody listening to this. I'm not a guru. I'm a guide on the side. I'm just helping you, (laughs) you know, people in my, uh, at Organifi, they refer to me as like a cosmic doula because when you meet me, I'm like, gonna, you're gonna like realize why you're here real quick. And I don't let people out of my space until it's like, Hey, this is why you're here. Don't you feel your soul's calling you to do this? Mm. And I just intense, like I'm on them. Right. Mm -hmm. So the light body is the navigational compass for maybe what our soul's here to do. Why we've incarnated at this time. Is it to be a pillar of light? Is it to be a geomancer? Is it to activate people? Is it to, you know, do these superpowers that we all have Mm -hmm. and we're not absent of it. We just have to re-remember it. I think the avatars that were born in the past just remembered a lot earlier than maybe you and me, you know? Mm. So now we're coming into it. And I think um, the light body is the compass. It's checking in with it. It's, it's ability to travel outside of the physical body, right? So if you, if you're an entrepreneur, it would be really simple for you to astral or light body project yourself into the future and see, you know, maybe this offer is better than this offer. If you wanted to use it in the third dimension, right? So based on the 3d stuff, or you could use it for healing other people and by locating your consciousness in another human being and seeing what's going on with their gut or their emotions so that you can relate to them more with more empathy. Hmm. But I believe it's all accessed as from the heart is my understanding of it. And I think the heart has actually five chambers. I saw it in a vision in a dream that I had and the fifth chamber is actually our cord to the higher self. And it's a portal to these other dimensions and these other realms and I know I'm, I sound like I've done mushrooms all day, guys. I've never done any plant medicine. So just so you know. Um, I heard you say that today. Yeah. I was actually listening to something and I heard you said you'd never done plant medicine. I think it was on Kyle Kingsbury's podcast. And I was like, wow, but you talk about something, you know, I want you to talk about how you do access this, this channel or uh, of, of, of knowledge, of wisdom. And how does that, how does that come through for you? I know you talk, I've heard you talk about dreams. I would love to know other things that help you to connect to that heart space where you can receive that, that clear knowing, that clear vision, that clear sight. Yes. Are you seeing the lights? Like when you're talking, it's like the, the salt walls, like vibrating, like glowing. Are you seeing that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Okay. So oh, I am, I am seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, um, it's not me accessing anything, right? I'm just simply being done as mother Teresa said, you're mm-hmm. a pencil in the hand of God. 
or Ram Dass said, you're just a, what does he say? You're like a drag queen here for a show or something like that. Like we're being, we're all being done. And I think that the earlier we recognize that we have nothing to do and we're just simply being in the eternal now present moment, that's what gives us access. It's being in the present and uh, for me, it's taking time out of the day. It's going outside in nature. And it's just looking at even a simple tree that I have outside here in Sedona and just admiring the, you know, even the sacred geometrical aspects of the way it unfolds and turns upward into the light, like observing that's a miracle, right? And when we tune into that, it just opens up our heart so much more. Like you can't help but be in heart coherence when you're in nature, in admiration, in a state of gratitude. And mm-hmm. I think that's the portal. I think it's being here, this mirror, right? Swipe left, swipe right, TikTok, mundane society that we live in pulls us out of that eternal time and space. And mm-hmm. they do it for a reason because your true power comes from that moment. And it's the infinite moment. It's not the past where you're thinking about what there is to be have anxiety over or futures in the anxiety, right? The past is like grief and it's like what you regret, all these other things. So Mm -hmm. if that doesn't exist and you're totally here in the present moment, then what's the possibility? Now you're getting information from your quantum self, which is infinite, which, you know, 18,000 different, um, you know, versions and aspects of you all simultaneously operating from one grid, funneling information back to you all at the same time. And I think that's where we're headed. Like the, mm-hmm. the emergence of the divine feminine and the divine masculine together mm-hmm. as one where there's no separation, right? Yeah. I mean, you touched on so many things that are so important on that one the, the difference in being and doing. And this is something I came across and, and started to embody um, through breath, right? My breath was my yes. bridge into yeah. beingness because as somebody like you, who was always committed to um, achievement, performance, do, quote unquote, success, on the outside, I was always operating in my masculine in that regard. And breath work um, was something that allowed me to drop into a feminine heart space and receive, which we can't do when we're forcing, when we're controlling, when we're making things happen. It's 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 a it's a non-resistance to what is. And I see this so many so much with, with people and clients. And I get it because this was my experience as well. The need to defend, the need to be on guard, the need to survive and to protect ourselves oftentimes prevents us from being because it's not safe. We've been taught and conditioned and, and we have experiences that we've created meaning around that tell us it's not safe to just be, just to be here and to be still and to be open because if I am something bad's going to happen, you're going to take advantage of me. I will add whatever meaning to that, that you, you like, but I, is that your experience? I mean, do you see that as well? That is a lot of times a, a barrier for people to come into beingness is the worry the fear around being safe, you know, the fear of 
um, you know, a big one recently was the fear of the political agendas and the fear of uh, what's happening on the planet with, uh, you know, the different initiatives that are happening to control people, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fear towards that. And anytime you feel fear in your body, most of us have like a gut response where it's like, uh, but the limbic brain lights up and it's like, I need more of this. So it's very addictive. So that fear thought starts to impregnate every cell in your body, which lowers your immune system, which turns off your left and right hemisphere working in coherence together, which turns off your heart brain, right? So now we're operating in fight or flight. And because we're in fight or flight, we're making decisions based from fear. And it's all, like you said earlier, it's all an illusion. So Mm -hmm. if I can go into the program and change it, right? With thoughts of love, with thoughts of peace, God is love. You know, there's so much abundance here. There's so much safety here now. And I can start to say those things. Then I'm actually casting spells because spelling, mm-hmm. right? Abracadabra, as I speak, it is created. Then I start to materialize that based on my projection, which alters the perception. And then mm-hmm. I'm living in a space of there's nothing to fear. Actually, this is heaven on earth right here, right now. Um, and I love what you said about breath. Because breath, you know, blessed be the poor in spirit is old scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get all, do- I'm not getting dogmatic here, but if you break that down into the Aramaic language of what was really being said, it is blessed are the people that access the prana, that access mm-hmm. the chi the that's moved in the body when we breathe. So when you breathe, well, you because because spirit is yeah. originated from pneuma, meaning yeah. breath breath of life. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So it's just breathing. Yeah. And even if you want to access more uh, dream time, like waking up at three or four, when cortisol and melatonin are at, at their peak, you know, when cortisol starts to come up from your awakened light induction and melatonin's still there because Mel puts you in bed at night, Sarah wakes you up in the morning, serotonin. If you can hit cortisol, okay, that's helpful. Yeah, if you can hit cortisol and melatonin right here, and you do a kundalini uh, breath work where you breathe your energy up to your, the cerebral spinal fluid up to your pineal gland, then when you go back to bed at three or four o'clock, you'll be completely lucid in seconds. And then when you're lucid, if you don't know what that, you know what it means. But if somebody's listening to this, they don't know what it means. It means now the dreamer has woken in the dream, and you can go anywhere, do anything. I've been to numerous different galaxies, different planets, talking to different beings in different places. I've been to the future at Organifi. I've come back and I'm like, hey, remember this day? And then the whole team's like, what the heck? Like, this is how all the the minds of the past actually did it. And it's a lot easier than we think it is. I think that's the Mm. big thing. People think it's hard. They've never done it. So it's like, oh, that's just, that's not my gift, you know, but it is. Everybody has access to it. Well, and for me, I stumbled upon it, right? Like for lucid dreaming, I've been able to do it since I was little, young. And I had no, so many of these, what I call gifts now, I'd never talked about. I never talked about them to anybody. I thought everybody probably had these experiences. I didn't know they were different or that they were tools that I could actually start to, to use and to sharpen. And so I'm fascinated by that because it's something I've, uh, you know, I've never intentionally um, been able to put myself into that state, but 
I'm very aware when I am in a lucid state and I've been able to, you know, navigate my dreams and take them where I wanted to go. But as I sit here today, um, more conscious than I've ever been, I would love to learn more about how to, to use that, um, that, that gift, because that just is fascinating to me. And that, this whole idea that we can access our multi-dimensional nature and essence through the dream world is, is amazing. Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with your unconscious mind. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing to start would be telling your unconscious what you want to do before you go to bed. So it's making a command. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not asking, it's telling it, right? Mm-hmm. So tonight we are going here or tonight I'm going to discover this or tonight I'm going to remember this past life or tonight I'm going to. And then when you wake up in the morning, you have to really put yourself in the state of remembrance. So the first 30 minutes of the day is the theta state, which is a brain wave that's much slower than normal alpha beta. And you can kind of decode what it means. I look for context over content. So what is what did it mean to me in the dream? What did I feel in my body? Where was I right in the dream? And then where's the information taking me? And what, how can I apply it to my life now? Is it an unconscious unraveling of the day's events? Or is it actually profound wisdom that I need to implement in my life now? <laughs> and I think that's uh, a couple of things. So telling your subconscious, waking in the morning, doing the theta, even a meditation where you're breathing real slow, where you're waiting for visions and images to pop up, you're writing it down. That's great for dream recall. And then... Um, you know, even if you're planning on going somewhere, like let's say you wanted to go to Alpha Centauri or one of the moons of Saturn or Jupiter, you know, you wanted to go to Titan, take a photo of it in your mind, look at it before you go to bed. And then just as you go to sleep, tell your unconscious. And then before you know it, you just show up and it <laughs> will literally. Yeah, no, I love going to bed. My girlfriend's always like, hey, no wonder you like going to bed. Like I'm telling her about these dreams. It's like greater than an IMAX movie that you'd see in 3D. It's just so real, so lucid, and everybody has access to it. Yeah, that is, that's wild. I mean, I I think the most, I've had several different uh, experiences that kind of just tripped me out when I came to dreams. And one thing I'd love to get your take on, most of my dreams aren't, uh, aren't pleasant. (laughs) They're not, they're not doom and gloom, but they're a lot of times there's an intensity or, um, just a good density to it. And, but there was a time in college way before I was into any of this stuff that I had a dream and there were some guys that I met in the dream. It was, we were on the Santa Monica pier. I'd never been there before. And specifically there was this one guy who like bumped into me and his Mm -hmm. friends were saying, I'm sorry. He didn't mean to. And I saw his face. And then the next day was spring semester first day. And the guy was sitting in my classroom that I had never met before, never seen before, at least that I was aware of. And then the guy that was in my dream was in my class. <laughs> that was uh, wild. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like precog. You're like it seeing was, the future. Yeah. It was nuts. And at the time I did not have the tools to integrate what that was or what that meant. Um, 
How'd you integrate it? But it, you know, I think I've just used it as a reference point for my untapped power and potential of what's possible. And it's always been, yeah, one of those reference points around same with, with some of the higher senses of moments in my life where higher version of me was trying to, to get my attention and to show me, um, something. And I mean, my life is all about, uh, up until this point, so many moments that life was trying to get my attention that I, I ignored it or wasn't available for, for that lesson or learning to come in. Um, but now those pieces, it's a puzzle that I'm still constructing for sure. Yeah. You're uh, it's like your white rabbit moment, you know, out of the matrix. And yeah. See those, I've had, you know, I have those often now, but way back in the day when I first started having these, it was like, it would shift your whole entire reality. So you have to look for them too those moments mm-hmm. that happen throughout the day end in dream time. And I think the more we look, the more it shows up. I agree right. with that. I think yeah. we'll, and that's something I teach. I mean, we'll f- always find evidence for what we yeah. believe, what we go looking for, uh, yes. whatever that looks like. So you coach now, tell me a little bit about the coaching that you do. Yeah. So I am coaching women and men um, in various parts of their journey, but my coachable, our, our vision and mission is to, to help people wake up and to yeah. raise the collective consciousness one person at a time. And I believe, you know, as I heal myself, the, the collective is impacted by that. And so um it's transformational experiential work that I do. Um, and I really am all about meeting people where they are in that journey. I see this podcast, I see my work, I see myself as a bridge for people out of one reality and into a new one. Um, because that was, yeah, that was my story. That was my experience. Like you, I, um, I, had spent my whole life chasing a dream and an idea of myself that I thought I was supposed to want and thought was the highest thing that I could aspire to be and got to a point where I I realized that none of what I was chasing mattered, you know, and that life was, was lived in the present, that my time and my energy and the life force that got me out of bed in the morning is the most precious, valuable things I have to offer. And any day that I spend not using those things on something that's not meaningful to me, that's not moving, you know, myself and the people in my life in a direction that I'm really proud of and that I put my stamp of, you know, my integrity and everything on top of and say, I've, I've done something because I looked at my life and said, for whatever reason, I'm here. You know, my sister's not here. My mom's not here. My family, all of these people that I love, I get the privilege to wake up and to do something. And what am I doing? And I had to really get honest about, um, how and why, why I did what I did and go on that inner journey of, of, looking and facing some really hard truths that I'd, I'd run from and avoided. And, and so I'm, I'm here as a guide and a support for, for people that are walking that, that path that um, they can find residents and they're not alone though. We have to, we 
I, we can't do the work for anybody else. We're there as signposts and, and guidance along the way, just letting people know that, that they can do it. Cause like we, I can't take somebody I've never been. So I, I really feel like I've built a business and um, a life around my own healing and my own transformation. Yeah. yeah your mess is your mission. Yeah. You've done it. So mm. that's so mm. cool. I mean, same for you. I, I want you to just give people an idea of your perspective because you've had so much success um, around in business and, and as an entrepreneur around your perspective when it comes to money and making money and um, your acronym for the way you talk about what that means to you and um how money flows in our lives, especially those who might be listening, who feel like this past year, or they're in a season where things are running dry, or they're, they struggle with a a lack or scarcity mentality. What, you know, how do you look at money and how does that influence the types of decisions you make in your life as an entrepreneur and in your business? Yeah. So we talked a lot about breath. I think money is easy to make as breathing is. Mm -hmm. And if we think about breathing, we don't really have to think about it, right? It's just something that we do. And I think making money is the same thing. I think there's these energetic disconnections that people have, and it's based on samskara probably, or like trauma that they've had in their body around money in the past, but they're unwilling to fully heal it. So I think to heal it, it takes uh, consistent work on your unconscious mind. You probably talk about this, right? So what do we, how do we change the unconscious mind? Well, the unconscious mind works in images. So how do we impress upon our unconscious mind more images of what money really is? So money to me is my own natural energy yield is the acronym that you probably heard me say before. So what's my natural energy, right? And how can I amplify that? So if everything in the universe is frequency, how can I have a greater frequency towards money? Um, one of the things I did way back in the day was I would record my own voice, uh, affirming how easy it was to make money. And I'd listen to it before I'd go to bed. So again, entering that theta state, which shuttles information into our long-term memory storage of the brain. So past the prefrontal cortex into the brain to where it's actually in you, it's in your cellular structure of your body. It's in your morphogenetic field. So I did that. And then I'd lay sticky notes all over the place, how easy it was to make money on my bathroom mirror, bathroom counter in the fridge. And I'd focus on wealth. I had a shower sticky note too. And I put, you know, in the beginning, $1,000 a day I wanted to make, and then $5,000 a day, then $10,000 a day, then $100,000 a day, then a million dollars a day. And, you know, all these things in the shower. So as I would wash myself off every day in the steam room or whatever, I would literally absorb it because your unconscious mind's reading everything in the room. I probably have a thousand books on the bookshelf over here and my unconscious mind, I could close my eyes. And if you hypnotize me, I would know where every single one of those books are. So the unconscious is super powerful. And when it comes to money, we have to reprogram our unconscious. And uh, unfortunately people aren't given the tools. We are not taught this in school because to have any sort of personal power around money would be bad for the people that control the planet. Right. Um, so you, you literally have to look at yourself. Like I look at myself, like I'm Harry Potter, you know, I'm going to Hogwarts every day. Like I'm casting spells with my words. How am I saying things that are limiting the supply that I'm creating? I'm analyzing everything. I'm analyzing every single person's language around me and I'm calling them to a higher standard, right? Mm -hmm. There's no tries. There's no can'ts. There's no, 
none of this. It is, we are going to do this. It's already happening. It's already done. Right. And I'm feeling that place. So money is a feeling in your body and it's a feeling of breathing. It's easy. It's effortless. You take grant, you take for granted breathing and you should be taking for granted how easy it is to buy a brand new car with cash. And when you feel that, when you're taking that for granted, that's when the car will come to you and you'll have all the money in your bank account to just say, Hey, I'm going to wire this to you now mm. and, or the house or whatever. And yeah. as big as you can think is as big as the thing, because this is the Maya, this is the grand illusion. So money yeah. is like the smallest thing. It's like introductory magic skills. Like then there's the, there's levels beyond money, beyond your wildest dreams that you have access to eventually get to a point to where you don't really, you've demonstrated it and then you don't really want it that much because it, you know, it takes energy to maintain it and it takes energy to hold it. So you got to give more and the more you give that becomes your purpose. You know, how much can I create to give? And I'm entering that phase of my life. I heard yeah. a beautiful, beautiful um, statement once. It's like in the beginning of our life, we add value. You know, we add value to others. So we add money to our bank account. And then we get going and we start to multiply. So things multiply. More of the money, more of the houses, more of this. And then the older we get, we start to divide. So we realize what's important. Then we divide the things that we're just wasting time, money, energy, resources on. And then the older we get after that, it's like we start subtracting things from our life. (laughs) Or subtract comes first and then divide. I think that's what it is. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. And one thing you said is about, I think is I really want people to get because it's, it's stuck with me is, is about casting spells and, and something I talk about. And I think a lot in the personal development world, you know, you hear, oh, use affirmations, you have use affirmations. But one thing that I, I've recognized, is like, we're always every, every thought and everything we speak out loud is affirming something, right? It's affirming what we want or it's affirming what we don't want. It's saying that let it be, this is like, so it is everything we say. Um, and so for those, and this is what I'm taking away from what you said, but those listening to be such a gatekeeper of your mind, you know, and the things that you say out loud um, is what I'm hearing you say is, is a requirement, right. Of what you speak, what you affirm, will, will create what you will create. You'll get more of. And, and the way that you speak, and I've heard you speak into other people's lives and just about them and the way you speak about yourself, like it will be. So it already is. You can do this. Like it's not cheerleading. It's not just like encouragement. It's you're speaking truth. You're speaking life and into people to help them remember who they are. Was where did you learn that? Was there somebody who spoke that way over you? I mean, because to hear someone say, you know, you could, you have this within you and, and talk about you as if you already were that person that will shift somebody, you know, at their core. And I'm just curious if you've if there have been mentors, teachers in your life that that saw stuff in you that you didn't see yet that helped yeah, I, you come to that. I definitely, you know, Frank, one of my mentors who is a complete sage, he would speak like that over me every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And a lot of it is, I think, one of the gifts that I came here with, and it's re-remembering it every day more and more. And I'm getting more and cl more clear on who's in front of me. You know, is it the person that's in front of me or the mask that they're wearing? Or is it the individuated aspect of the Godhead or the God force that's in the person? And it's so easy to speak to that because all you see is beauty. All you see is light. It's as if the whole cosmos just generated itself in front of you. And every single cell in the person's body is a miracle forming upon itself. And when I witness a human being as that, when I see them for who they really are, uh, it, it gets rid of every single nervous tension you'd have in your body. I mean, if you really want to level up your speaking game, and I've spoken to thousands of people on stages, it's just before you go out there, it's really thinking and getting clear on, hey, every single one of these uh, people that are out here are just these individuated aspects of God. And all I have to do is show up and relate to that because that's what I am. And all the nervousness, all the anxiety, all the tension, it just completely goes away. And I think the more and more we do that, the more we wake up to what we really are too, because what you see is what you are. And all I'm really trying to see is love, serenity, joy, peace, um, as much as possible in every day. I'm, I'm trying to fill my cup up, not even trying, I'm filling my cup up, let me correct myself, with all of that. You know, how much good can mm -hmm. I handle? How much joy can I experience? And where's the mirror? Is the miracle happening now? Like I'm looking for it and I'm declaring it every single morning. You know, what are the three goals for the day? And they're impossible goals, but they're possible through the divine nature and what we are like. And then I just show up and it happens, you know, like yesterday, I'm like, I told my girlfriend, I'm like, all right, by the end of the day, there's just going to be an extra hundred grand that just shows up and I don't know where it's <laughs> coming from and it's going to rain. Right. And I'm just labeling all these things off. And one by one, I'm checking the box off of things that have happened yesterday. And that's like just a daily occurrence. It just becomes normal mm -hmm. when you live in that. Place. Well, that's what I was going to, I was going to ask you, does it ever become normal or, or yeah. are you always surprised, surprised in the oh, universe? Oh, source. Oh God, whatever. Like, there you go again. Like, how did I ever doubt? Cause I hear that a lot. And even in my own life, I will be, you know, calling something in and then I receive it or there's this synchronicity or something happens. And, and there's always that part of me that's like, oh, of course, duh, this is how life works. This is how, how it happens. You're, you're on the receiving of, of, you know, this, but sometimes there's that it's always a remembering every time it does come full circle. It has. Okay. So for me, for like a decade, every time something would happen like that, I would celebrate it. I'm talking dance in the streets, hands in the sky and like, ah, yes, 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 yes. And then eventually I realized that it happens more when it's just normal, when it's just, Hey, and I, of course I'm in appreciation because what you appreciate appreciates, but it's not this extravagant show of, oh my God, this is the best day ever. It just becomes this normal thing that's happening to itself because that's what it is. Instead right? of being out of the ordinary. Yeah. I mean, your body produces 50 trillion cells every single second, brand new cells. You know, where's that coming from? Like, and if you mm -hmm. break it, if you slow your body down enough with the most advanced uh, cameras on the planet, you'd actually see that you're leaving your body over and over and over again. 
well, what's leaving and what's coming back into the body, right? The holographic universe. If we look at the CIA documents that were just released, like literally you're phasing in and out and that's a miracle, right? Like, holy yeah. crap. Like the, the fact that we're on this planet at this time and we're so advanced that we're able to do that and then take part in this life that we're creating. Like, and the more we live in that state, I think the more normal the, the miracles become. It just, it's a daily occurrence. Yeah. And something that is so important, I think, to, to mention for anybody that's listening and you're thinking, wow, like, sounds great. I would love to be in that, but that's not my experience. That's not my reality. He makes it sound so easy. You know, just yeah. celebrate when you get, you know, you get a, a surprise from, from the universe or whatever, anything goes well for you basically. Um, and is this, this idea of, there are a lot of people and I have been one of them that knew what to do. Yes. I know I need to speak life into my situations. I know I need to be positive and not even like fake positivity, not toxic positivity, but focus on the result. And that will naturally make me positive. Right. When I think about the desired outcome, uh, shout out to psycho cybernetics, um, cause it's sitting right here. And I remember reading about that. Yeah. And that it's, we can't manufacture positivity when we have a poor self-image, but the idea of a lot of us know the right things to do. We know we need a, a morning routine. We know we should be breathing and we should be more present. We should get off our phones and we should, all the shoulds, which bring in a lot of resistance as well and, and make us feel wrong. And we judge ourselves for all of that. But there's a difference between knowing the things to do, even for me knowing how to nourish myself and choosing not to, right? Yeah. Or, and then the doing, the difference in thinking about it and the act of doing it and experiencing it. That threshold is, and the gap between those two, I think is where so many people, like that's where change happens in the experiencing. If you can get yourself to to the the doing, the practicing, because it's one thing to say, I'm going to meditate. It's another thing to do it. You know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to breathe. It's another thing to, to be in that experience and that process and the revealing that happens in the doing. Yes. Which is your personal power. So Mm -hmm. when you say you're going to do something, you do it because if you're living this gamified life and everything's a movie or everything's a video game, right. And you're wanting to attract more miracles or maybe a romantic partner in your life, or maybe more abundance. When you say something, like you said before, you're casting a spell. So if you tell yourself that you're going to meditate or you're going to, you know, go to the gym and work out, then you don't do it actually your meter, like you could imagine this on the screen of your life for power, personal power, and like what you can use for future miracles actually dwindles. Mm -hmm. So I think the true mystics and the the people of the past that are, you know, and there's more and more people on the planet at this time, but when you live in a place of personal power and anything that you cast, anything that you say, you actually do. I think that's really when miracles uh, start to happen in your life. But you have to be, like it said in the Toltec, right? Impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, being on time. Mm-hmm. If you say you're going to be somewhere, being on time. Like, that's something so simple. But so many people miss the boat 
And when you miss the boat, even if it's 30 seconds, you've literally lost your personal power for like a week, week and a half. If you want to look at it like that, right? So how do you gain that? How do you build up momentum? You honor yourself. You honor your word. You honor your commitments. And the more honor that you have, the more honor it has for you because you are it, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think you develop this this trust in yourself and yeah. and you build a relation or a reputation with yourself of taking care of yourself. You build a, a reputation with yourself of honoring your word of being, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. And, and that does the, the create power. And, you know, as we wrap up, I want to honor your time and just thank you so much for your work and your wisdom. And we didn't even get to Organifi and I'm all, I mean, I want you to, to just tell people where they can get it. I'm going to share more about that on the podcast here. Yes. So this certainly won't be the last time. uh, I'll come back to it. I love talking to you on this. Yeah. And I can tell you're, you're just changing so many people's lives and Mm -hmm. it's good to see that. So, well, thank you. I mean, you are, you're certainly helping and by being here and if you had one, you know, piece of advice, coaching advice, since this is the coachable podcast to just help uh, listeners in their journey of, of self-actualization and evolution, wherever they might be, what is it that you would want somebody to take away um, just of who you are and what, what you want people to remember? I think, and this is just coming to me, but I think as coaches and as people that are searching for knowledge, right, they read a bunch of books. Like I said, I have tons of books in here. I haven't read all of them, but I've read a good share of them. And I think the more we try to acquire anything, the heavier we become. And what we are is already perfect. We're already whole. We're already complete. So I think if we look at the Dolts pyramid for psychological change, you know, the NLP change, identities at the top. So I think we have it backwards. People start with, um, you know, the environment, their beliefs. But what if you didn't have any beliefs? What if a belief was just a lie that you were convincing yourself of so that the pattern of the program could show up over and over again? You know, Mm -hmm. what if you just, your truth was, I am what I am. And I'm going to go through life experiencing life to the fullest joy, so much love to the highest capacity. And then you just sat in that place what type, how would your life look different? You know, how, what would show up for you working with you versus against Mm -hmm. you? And I think the more we try to stack on programs of other people, the more we indoctrinate ourselves with more knowledge, the heavier we become. And my Don, Mm -hmm. who I've been working with for 13 years, he's a Toltec shaman, Babalo, sorcerer, priest, all these things, (sighs) right? Uh, He says, the more knowledge you have, the heavier you are and the heavier you are, the less you can fly. And what he meant by flying was actually the quantum, I think the quantum aspect of what we are, you know, the multidimensional self, which is far greater than the five limited senses that we actually have. So my coaching advice summed up, and I know I kind of went on a tangent, would simply be to recognize every single day, the miracle that's looking back at you, witnessing you and observing you. And the more you do that, the more love you're going to fall in, the more love you're going to fall into uh, with yourself, the portal of you. And upon falling in love with you more, guess what happens? 
life loves you more. And then every single creature living being on this planet whispers into eternity. And they said, Hey, there's, there's the one that's, that's waking up. Like that's the one we want to give more attention to. So that would be my advice. What if there was nothing to acquire that idea? Wow. I mean, I'm already there. Like the mantra, right? I already have it. It's figured Mm -hmm. out. How much joy can I experience today? Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. And if you get that, you get that. And that will, that's all you need. Um, and if you're, you're not there, that went over your head, you, you will come back to this podcast. We will continue to have a more amazing guest like, like Drew on and just so honor, yes. acknowledge, appreciate you. Um, thank you, my thank friend you. for for making this time and you're welcome back anytime. I'm making a plan to come out to San Diego or yes. and go see Organifi and do the whole thing. Um, Let's go. At some point. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I hope you love this episode and that it was helpful for you. If you did enjoy it, please spread the love with your friends, text them, call them, post it all over social media, whatever you do, just make sure you tag me, Coach Tori Gordon, so that we can all keep getting